Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Susan, thank you very much. Georgia's ruling party has said it will drop its controversial bill on foreign agents after fierce opposition culminated in two nights of violent protests earlier this week. Thousands rallied against the legislation, which was seen as an authoritarian shift that could have undercut Georgia's efforts to join the EU. The main ruling party said it was pulling the bill unconditionally. Well, to tell us more about this, I'm joined on the line by Piotr Sauer, who is a Russia reporter for The Guardian, and John Everard, former British ambassador to Belarus. Thank you both for joining us. Piotr, I'll start with you. The violent scenes that we saw on the streets of Georgia's capital, Tbilisi, earlier this week. Tell us a little bit more about what happened over those two nights. Yeah, so um, on Tuesday, when the parliament first passed the, the, the law, uh, we saw hundreds uh, and then thousands of Georgians going out in the streets. Um, and, you know, the, the way they were protesting really showed just how sensitive this topic is for Georgians and how important this really is for them. Uh, as you said, the, the bill, if, pa- if passed, it would have really blocked Georgia's path towards the EU. Um, and it would be a sign that Georgia was moving closer to Russia because this bill is really modeled on a Russian bill that is also uh, aimed at foreign, so-called foreign agents, which was passed in 2012. So for many Georgians, this was very symbolic to, sh- to show that they don't want to be part of Russia, they want to be part of the West. Is there a sensitivity, as you describe it, around in Georgia, around what might happen to them, given what happened in Ukraine over the last 12 months? Of course, there's a lot of solidarity with Ukraine. It's really overwhelming uh, when you walk around Tbilisi. The, the, you know the the streets are covered in posters uh, showing support for Ukraine, anti-Putin graffiti, uh, and it's simple because Georgia has a history with Russia, of course, which is you know, not too dissimilar to Ukraine's. Um, Russia invaded Georgia in 2008. Uh, over two breakaway republics, so it's still very fresh in people's memories. And this and the war in Ukraine really you know, sparked this new anger towards Russia in, in, in the country. But what do we learn from the fact that the main ruling party pulled the bill unconditionally? Um, I, I think, uh, you know, there's two parts of it. First of all, the fact that it was proposed in the first place is interesting. It shows that the ruling party, uh, George's dream, um, you know, isn't as enthusiastic for Europe as the Georgians are themselves. Um, you know, there are a lot of talk that the owner of the, the founder of the party uh, a man called Ivanashvili, uh, he's sort of Russian tied and has money in Russia. He made his money, he's a billionaire who made his money in Russia. But at the same time, it shows that civil society in Georgia is very strong and that Georgians are, especially young Georgians, are very keen to go out and protest and, and they eventually win because in the end they won mm-hmm. um, for now. And this shows that it's a strong, vibrant civil society. But how do you characterise the main ruling party? Because those protesters clearly believe that it is pro-Russian. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. It it ran on a sort of Western platform when it was elected. But over the last few years, it really sort of undergone a democratic backsliding. Um, you know, it's been proposing laws that aren't pro, you know, pro-Western, pro-democratic. 
Um, and there's a lot of suspicion towards the Georgian dream. And um, next year there'll be elections, and I think it'll be very interesting to see how the Georgians vote. But there's definitely a lot of suspicion, especially towards this man, uh, Bidzina Ivanashvili. Piotr, stay on the line because I want to bring in John Everard on this. John, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us again. The decision to drop the bill, it's a blow to the Georgian Dream Party, isn't it? And, and it is likely, at the very least, to provoke even more divisions in a fractured party. Certainly that's true. Uh, Claire, we're talking about the decision to withdraw the bill, that, that things have moved on. This morning, the Georgian Parliament, run effectively by Georgian Dream, yeah. actually brought the bill to a vote and voted it down. So the, the bill is now actually clinically dead. It doesn't have to be withdrawn anymore. It's gone. Okay. But to come back to your question, uh, yes, uh, we had nine Georgian Dream MPs uh, defect last year, so effectively depriving Georgian Dream of its sole parliamentary majority, although they decided to they, they continue voting uh, with Georgian Dream. Uh, but the Georgian Dream is quite clearly fracturing, and a shock like this, I think, is likely to split it. I think Georgian Dream, as a unitary uh, political force, uh, is, is about to disintegrate. Uh, and certainly, as the elections come up, I think it's in deep trouble. Is this a slap in the face to the Russian President Vladimir Putin, or how do you characterise the decision to vote down the bill? Yes, uh, although nobody actually shown that the Russians have been directly meddling in Georgia's internal affairs. Uh, clearly, this will come as a huge disappointment, to put it politely, to the Kremlin, who, were, who, who always uh, try to bring former Soviet republics closer into their orbit and make them more like Russia. And clearly, as the protesters were saying, uh, the bill that has just died was a mirror of the 2012 bill uh, that gave Putin such widespread, wide-ranging powers over NGOs in Russia. Putin will be deeply disappointed. Moreover, this goes a bit further than just Georgia and Russia. Others, too, will be watching, particularly in Kishinev, the capital of Moldova, where it's widely thought the Russians have been trying to undermine Moldovan democracy and to bring Moldova closer into the Russian orbit. The pro-Russian forces in Moldova will have seen this as a big setback. The pro-Western forces in the majority will have taken heart from what the Georgians have done. We've seen here an upward swing in the number of Georgian asylum seeker claims lodged in Ireland last year, with some estimates putting it at five times what it was in 2021, John. Can we link this to political anxiety around interference from Russia, do you believe? I haven't seen any proper polling figures, any uh, results of questioning of the the Georgian refugees to substantiate this. But I suspect that, yes, the two uh, items are linked. Uh, Nervousness about the way that Georgia has been heading, a reluctance to stay in a country that many feared was being dragged back into Russia's orbit. And, of course, economic imperatives. The Georgian economy is not exactly flourishing, and I suspect that quite a lot of young Georgians got out of Georgia just looking for jobs. Do you agree with that, Piotr? Uh, yes. Um, I think there, were, there was a lot of hope uh, a few years ago that uh, Georgia would, you know, be uh, going to the right direction. Uh, but unfortunately, for a lot of Georgians, the EU rejected its um, candidate application status, and, you know, we've seen more Georgians also in Europe uh, just looking for sort of you know, job opportunities. Thank you both for joining us, John Everard and Piotr Sauer, who is uh, with The Guardian newspaper. Now,